0: This happened to me today and it scared the fuck out of me. I was leaving my friend's house who lives a few streets away and I clocked some dude walking down the middle of the street. I hear him whistle but it sounded more like a whistle you would make for a dog. So I look around to see if he was walking with one that was not on a leash. Nope. So I get in my car and watch this creep walk around my front bumper and I'm like hell no, not today and I immediately lock my doors because I got a bad vibe. Thank god I did because this asshole grabs the handle on my passenger side door and tugs. So I yell something like, What the fuck are you doing? Go away! And there just happens to be a couple walking their dogs past at that very moment that notice him bothering me. So he begins to walk away and I start to pull out of my spot. I look back two seconds later and this motherfucker turned back around to try my door again. So I peeled the fuck out of there and drove home shaking. I'm super rattled by this experience, especially considering it was in my neighborhood during broad daylight. I'm going to invest in a taser and some pepper spray so I can sleep tonight. When I was 17, my boyfriend passed out from drinking and I had no way to get home. He didn't have a phone so I couldn't call anyone and I didn't have any money for a payphone. It was 9 p.m. He lived on the east side of San Jose, and I lived in Milpitas. I ended up having to walk home, which was a little over 7 miles. This was in the late 70s. Sure, there was a lot of crime and a lot of serial killers, but not like today. My generation was pretty carefree. My friends used to hitchhike everywhere, but I guess I was smart enough not to hitchhike alone. I had walked a couple of miles when I saw this guy ahead of me who was also walking. I had caught up to him, not on purpose. I'm sure he slowed down, but I didn't notice. I didn't think about that part until I got home. He said hello and started a conversation. We walked and talked for about a mile. I don't remember where he said he was walking to, but I didn't think anything of it. At that point, there was a school across the street and not a lot of lights on. Suddenly, he pulled out a knife. He told me to start walking across the street. Then he came towards me and tried to grab me. I freaked out and ran into the street trying to flag down a car. It all happened super fast. I'm talking seconds. I almost got hit, which apparently was preferable. I wasn't thinking, just reacting. He ran away as soon as I ran into the road, and I learned the meaning of hysterical at the moment. My point is that he was nice, he was normal, whatever that means. I never had a thought in my head that this guy might rape me, kill me, or both. He was well-spoken and friendly. He reminded me of some of the guys my friends and I used to hang out with. I learned a huge lesson from that experience. It was terrifying. As a woman, we're extremely vulnerable, which is also terrifying. It wasn't until that moment that I realized how vulnerable I was. My point is we need to question everything we see, meet, get in relationships, we need to be aware of our surroundings at all times, because you never know when the shit might hit the fan. I see a lot of women who don't pay attention to the things that they need to be. Once the internet was born, I searched for rapists, murderers, in the area in the 1970s. I never found anything. A lot of old crimes aren't posted on the web. I don't think I was the first person he did this to. His actions just felt like he had done it before. I think the only reason he ran was because there was heavy traffic and a car was bound to stop. Oh, as far as the car that stopped, I literally had to run in front of them and almost got hit. I wasn't sure I wanted to get in the car, but I had to get away from there and had no other options. I was also in shock. It was probably a problem for them and it was obvious that they didn't want to help me. They let me in and dropped me off two blocks away, still trembling and crying. They didn't ask me what was wrong. They didn't ask what happened, didn't offer to call the police or my parents, nothing. They were silent the whole two blocks until they decided to drop me off. I had to walk another four miles home. Talk about being on the edge. It was maybe 2000 or 2001. My best friend and I were about 12 or 13 years old. We lived in a small town in rural Minnesota, about 2,000 people. Out of our friend group, her and I were the only two that lived out in the country, so we understood the boredom that could ensue, but the fun things that would come out of it. Exploring the woods, running around the cornfields, creating forts, exploring the abandoned house on their property, etc. It was a really fun time for us. One day, we decided to take our bikes and ride down some gravel roads, Her little brother was tagging along. He was probably nine or 10 at the time. We were riding along, laughing, probably picking on her brother when we see this old shack in one of the cornfields. At the time, the corn wasn't fully grown, so we were able to see most of it. We decided to explore it because why not? I'm now 33, so bear with my memory. I don't remember much about the outside, but I do remember what I saw inside and it still gives me the creeps to this day. We peered inside, and the first thing we noticed were posters all over the wall. They were on every wall. There was a different person on every poster, and they looked angry. Some held guns pointed right at you. Some were pointing their finger, and it felt like they were pointing right at us, where their eyes trained on us. In the center of the floor was a perfectly painted red circle. My friend and I remember a star in the middle but her little brother just remembers the circle. As we are staring at this creepy scene, I get the feeling that we're being watched, and not by the posters. I look across the gravel road and into the cornfields across from us. Standing in the middle of the field is a man just watching us. He's not waving his arms, not yelling at us, just watching. I alert my friend, and we look at him together, I give an awkward wave and he continues to just stand there no wave back. We are significantly creeped so we jump on our bikes to get away. We are on gravel which isn't easy to ride your bikes on so it's taking a while to get going. We bike away as I repeatedly turn around to see if he was still there and he is still watching us. He barely moved and only turned his body slightly to angle in our direction to keep watching I can't get over how he just appeared in the middle of the field like that. Recently, I've been thinking about this, so my friend and her brother started a group chat. We all shared what we remembered, and they basically said everything I did above. What I didn't know was that they went back the next day, and everything was gone, even the red paint on the floor. A week later, whoever owned it donated it to the fire department to be burned. I don't know what was going on with that shack. Some thoughts have been the weird rituals, target practice for some militia dude, or just a creepy guy who has poor taste in decor. Whatever it was, it still worries me out to this day. This incident happened in 2018. I'd love to hear if anyone else has had a similar encounter because I've never been able to shake the feeling this individual is a serial predator of some kind. I'm never going to be able to stop thinking about what happened. My then-boyfriend and I were on a road trip during the winter of 2018 and took a day to visit the Petrified Forest National Park in Arizona. For anyone who hasn't been there, you drive down a long road that winds through the landscape and exits at various stops along the way. We were only at maybe our second or third stop when we encountered the creep. This particular stop had a wide parking lot, with a handful of large educational signs at either end and a path that leads to an historical site and various vantage points. As we made our way up to the main site, a man came down towards the parking lot. He looked pretty much exactly like Mr. Clean, but in a red t-shirt and jeans. He was also tall, upwards of 6'2". As we passed each other, he muttered something under his breath, though it was clearly intended to get our attention. My boyfriend turned around and asked him what he said, and the man looked at us, almost stunned for a moment, before he seemed to decide to come up with something else to say. He pointed into the distance and asked, What's that over there? All that was over there was some kind of utility box, the road through the park, and desert. We brushed him off and said we didn't know, and turned to continue down the path. When he called out, See you later, pretty girl. There's hardly a woman alive that hasn't had something like that said to her 10,000 times before, but this felt unusually sinister and it set my nerves on edge. We both decided to just ignore it though and headed up to the rest of the site. After 15 to 20 minutes of looking around, I finally had to admit to my boyfriend that I felt like we were being watched. He nodded and said, That dude hasn't left. He has been watching us the entire time. From where we were, standing on the hill, we could see the parking lot. I noticed a creep standing near the educational sign that was off on its own at the far edge of the parking lot, but clearly positioned to see up the hill, at us. We were bugged by it, but we resolved to not let it ruin our time or to get too bent out of shape about it. We took our time at the stop, shook off the nerves, and by the time we got back to the parking lot, he had gone. We drove another mile or two to the next vantage point, which included a number of petroglyphs on the cliff wall that you could see using binoculars. You have to take a narrow road into the parking lot, which creates a bit of a bottleneck. As we were about to enter, a blue rav4 pulls out in front of us and blocks us from coming in. It was the same creep. After a few moments of intense eye contact with my boyfriend, who would later say without a trace of exaggeration, felt like this guy wanted to kill him. The guy slowly pulled away and let us enter the lot. He left, so we told ourselves that we were just overthinking it, but decided to spend a good long time where we were to let him get well ahead of us so we could stop running into each other. Our next stop, Mile Loop Hike, was, if I remember, about three and a half miles away. We figured we spent a long enough time there that even if this guy was still at our next destination, he would either be close to being done with the hike or leaving by now. Unfortunately, he waited for us. About two miles up the road, we spotted the blue RAV4 pulled up alongside the road. The man was standing next to his car, sort of vaguely looking in the distance. The landscape is beautiful in the park, even though there is nothing especially spectacular about this spot. Maybe he was just taking it all in, away from the crowds, As we drove by, I looked behind us. He turned to watch us and stared at our car driving away until we rounded a corner and couldn't see him anymore. When we got to the parking lot and got out to take a hike, we were both feeling rattled. My boyfriend, who normally tolerated creepiness in others to a fault, was shaken by the vibes this guy gave off. That he actually stashed this little window breaking hammer out of his car safety kit in his hoodie pocket just in case we needed something for self-defense. I guess that sounds nuts now, but it's just one of those things we all do to feel a little bit safer when we get creeped out. The hike itself is down at the bottom of this kind of valley. You walk down the steep winding path to the bottom where the path splits and forms a circuit around this area that includes all these cool little hillocks of painted rocks dotted with petrified wood. We made it all the way down to the bottom of the loop when we noticed the guy up on top of the cliff at the parking lot looking down our way. We were maybe halfway around the loop when we saw this guy at the base of the hill about to start. We were relieved because we knew that we would be able to get out of there before him this time and felt like we could finally shake him and stop feeling weirded out. For most of this loop, you could see the whole path and the whole hill up to the parking lot. But in the middle of the section of the walk, you're shielded from view behind these little hillocks and different things. When we emerged near the top of the loop, we were still feeling good, but took a quick look to place our creep before we headed back. Before we headed back, we didn't see him anywhere. Maybe he decided not to walk. Maybe he was behind one of the little hills. As we made our way back up the steep path, we noticed him at the top, just waiting by this information sign. Switchback after switchback, he stayed put, apparently intently reading the sign. The closer we got, we noticed he was now holding something. As we got to the top of the path, where we knew we would have to pass within inches of him again, we tightened up, locked arms, and prepared to march right past as quick as we could. Even though lots of people were walking by him, coming and going, he waited for us to cross his path. It turns out that what he had in his hand was a window squeegee and a spray bottle with something in it. As we tried to walk past him, he turned to us and said, Hey, can you help me out? I'm running out of time, and started to hold up the spray bottle and squeegee. My boyfriend was in no mood and said, Nope, leave us alone. As we kept walking... The guy, smiling, replied, Well, fuck you too. Nice ass though, both of you. And started determinedly following us. He was gaining on us by the time we got to the car, and I barely made it in and locked the door before he was right next to my window, staring in at me. Even though I was freaked the hell out, my gut instinct was just to keep my head down. I didn't want to give him the upper hand, and let him make me cower, so I looked up and stared him right in the eyes. Just thinking about it it makes my stomach turn. He was right next to my window, staring in, unblinking, with his hand up in a frozen wave and smiling. When I looked into his eyes, the first thought I had was that he wanted to skin me alive. Sounds completely insane to say, but I think anyone who's ever had an encounter with someone like this will relate. When someone means you harm, there's something that kicks in, and you feel this in a deep, strange way. My boyfriend had the presence of mind to start snapping pictures of this guy, who then moved around the car and tried to keep us from driving away. My boyfriend was revving the engine, trying to get him to move. Didn't work. He kept locking us. So we started inching the car forward. Still didn't move. We tapped him. He stumbled back a little, but kept standing there. Then we noticed there was a family a couple cars over, staring at us. Then the creep noticed too, smiled a nasty smile, and they gave us enough room to get out of our parking spot, and we sped away. As we passed the family, the man in the front seat gave us an encouraging nod. It was sort of like, we saw that. We're watching him. We've got your back. I immediately called the park office and told them what was going on. They sent a ranger to go check out the guy. We headed to Winslow, Arizona and stopped at a bar to have a drink to try to chill out. We were so freaked out that we actually checked the car's tracking device, which also sounds crazy. But it was one of those situations where the vibe the guy was giving off turned the emotions of the events way, way up past what seems normal now. Later that night, we got a call from the ranger, who told us they ended up having to arrest the guy for disorderly conduct and asked us to provide a statement of our experience. I've tried to find out more about him, or what happened after we left, but we haven't been successful. I'm still curious if this guy sounds familiar to anyone else, especially the weird window washing ploy. We, in all our adrenaline, had all kinds of wacky theories that maybe there was poison in the bottle, or the squeegee had a knife hidden in it or something. I'm sure we're overblowing it, but I've never been able to stop a feeling like we dodged a bullet with that guy. I'm a 20 year old female. This happened yesterday. The more I think about it, the more it freaks me out. I live in the biggest city in my state. This happened when I was walking home from the convenience store. I made my choice to walk to the local store to get some cleaning supplies after dusk, anticipating that I will get back 10 minutes after the sunset for the night. As I was walking home, a man stopped me on the street and asked me, Miss, do you know where Magnolia Ave is? As a general rule of thumb, I try to avoid giving directions to men when I'm alone in case it means that they'll have to walk in the same direction as me. So I said, no, sorry, and continued walking. He calls after me and says, do you know where this record store is? I'm new here, so I could use the help. Here's where it starts going wrong. I let it show on my face that I knew where he was meant to be going, and he took three steps towards me and asked again. I was kinda freaked out, so I said, it's in the opposite direction, and they close in 10 minutes. He chuckles and says, I know, gotta hustle, I guess. I'll walk with you. The statement threw me off because, if you didn't know anything about the store, how did you know either of those things? We walked for about 10 minutes while he asked me questions about my relationship status, what I do for work, and what kind of drugs I do. We then stop at the corner of my street He tells me that he lives on the corner building and that he's willing to give me extra smack for free and that he wanted to pay for a monthly subscription to my services. He invites me inside no less than 15 times, repeating, Miss, stop acting scared. I'm not a murderer or a rapist, so there's nothing to worry about. I told him that I would be waiting outside, scared to leave at that moment, just in case he saw which direction I was walking to get to my house. He kept telling me, There's cameras right there. Nothing's going to happen if you come in, and stuff he knew about how safe this city was, things that have happened in the past years in detail in my city, and the aftermath that was not reported by mainstream media. Things he would have no idea about if he wasn't spending day in and day out in the city during the aftermath. He continues to tell me, I'm not a rapist, I just think you're gorgeous, and even tries to grab my arm to start pulling me into his building. I told him I would get his number and text him before walking home. 15 minutes longer because of the detour, in case he followed me. I don't know what he wanted from me for real, but I'm glad I wasn't naive enough to find out. Now that I'm much older and have my kids, I'm so much more aware of the world we live in. As a teen, I would walk about 10 minutes to my bus stop. One week, I noticed a neighbor a few houses down from mine, would slowly follow me every morning in his car and would wave at me. Sometimes I'd smile and just keep walking. Now that I think of it, he was probably trying to gain my trust. Anyways, one day he finally stopped me and asked me for directions. He asked where Lewis Street was. I was puzzled because I had seen him drive many times by the street. The street was the main entrance to our neighborhood, so there was no way he didn't know where it was. I said, excuse me, what do you mean? He insisted that he didn't know where it was and if I could get in his car to show him. Right then is when I started walking away from him and towards my bus stop. He continued to follow behind me and tried to get my attention once more. He talked as I walked. Let me give you a ride to your bus stop. I politely said no a couple times, but he kept insisting. Finally, I made it to the corner where the rest of the kids were and he drove off. After that, he would still follow me, but I would give him no attention and either walk at a much earlier time or walk the opposite way. I don't know if he finally realized I was no fool, but I'm glad I trusted my gut and was not naive enough to get into his car. Who knows what his true intentions were. I think about how lucky I was because that day could have changed my life. Because of this, I refused to let my kids walk. I honestly can't believe it took me till now to write this on here. Basically, a few months ago, in the early summer, two of my friends and I went swimming about an hour away from my town and got back quite late. One of them and I had missed our bus and didn't have the time to wait a half an hour for the next one, so we just took off together as we were heading in the same direction. Everything was chill until about 100 meters from my friend's apartment building when a man suddenly pulled up on the left side of the road, which was the wrong side, seemingly to get closer to us, as he looked us right in the eyes as he did so. We both noticed, grabbed each other, and walked as fast as possible, without actually running. When we got to her building, she told me to text her as soon as I got home, Says I still had a little bit to go, and I powered walked walk the whole way. We might not have been in actual danger, but it was definitely terrifying when it happened, and we were both convinced that we were literally going to get kidnapped right then and there, even though that could definitely be paranoia speaking. This is a true story, it happened when I was in fifth grade. A friend and I grew up less than a block from our elementary school, and we would often walk up the road to the playground so we could play. Now, a small part of the field is brush and woods to separate the school grounds from the homes behind it. One day, while we were walking to the school grounds, we came across a small homeless camp, so we decided to take a look. Unfortunate for us, there was someone there Though as we approached, the person didn't move. We figured that this guy was just conked out and asleep. But being so young and comprehending the stranger danger code, my friend and I avoided waking him and continued on. The next morning, the whole section of that part of the school was covered in police tape and there were at least two or three cop cars down at the end of the woods with a small crowd of people. Turns out that man wasn't sleeping, he was dead. I never found out what happened to him. I went to this gas station down by my house. I go there daily. It was myself and my partner. We drove up with our two doggies, both small wiener dogs. One is five, always alert, a barker. The other one was 11 weeks, super friendly. Once we got there, we parked at the pumps. My boyfriend asked if I wanted anything and went inside. After a couple minutes a man walked out from the station and went to his gold colored Malibu right next to me. I was holding my phone pretending not to be looking. I do this often. I don't like people. My older dog is in the driver window waiting. She was nip barking or growling. This guy approaches the window but is still a distance away and says, She is so cute, can I pet her? I replied with, I don't know, she doesn't usually like people, but you can try. He reached towards her. The window was half down. My older dog jumped into the back seat and started barking, which was normal behavior. He then leans into my car halfway and takes her out of my hand. I'm trying to keep a grip, but I didn't want to hurt my dog, so I let go as my boyfriend was finishing up in the gas station. Kinda busy but I can see him through the window. My puppy begins screeching as soon as he touches her and my hands leave her. She is screaming like she's in pain. I had to adjust myself and he awkwardly shoves her back to me as I was trying to snatch her back and my boyfriend is coming out. He asked who the guy was and I said I don't know. The guy got into his car and drove away. We also drove away and went home. I told my boyfriend that he wanted to pet our other dog, but reached, grabbed the puppy and shoved her back real quick. My boyfriend said that that guy was rude to the workers, and I'm happy that my puppy was okay. A very quick, scary interaction. When I was nine years old, I was visiting a friend in a tiny town in Texas called Novice I'm a boy, and my best friend were girls, and we loved the Spice Girls. We went shopping in a small shop on this quaint main street, and we found matching baby blue basketball outfits. We were excited that we found such cute clothes to match with each other. I held the door open for everyone on the way out, and at the last moment, an old man with white hair and a happy smile walked out too. He said, I must need to cool down. And he held a perspiring soda can to my forehead to cool me off it was pretty weird and i didn't like it but i said thank you he turned around to wave you're welcome and twisted his ankle falling so his neck hit the edge of the sidewalk he started to go into a full-on seizure and was foaming at the mouth and shaking my friend's mom hurriedly sat me down in her brown suburban so i couldn't see anything else I had a real out of body feeling and all I could do was sit there, alone and scared. I did take one look outside the car and I saw a small ambulance pulling up. When I was old enough, my best friend finally told me that he had died.